Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL, with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL network. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, D Generation X proudly brings to you. The Tag Team Champions of the World! The anti-hero, Cody Decker. The greatest broadcaster in the world, Rob Brown. Welcome to BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. I am Cody Decker, brought to you by Rob Brown over here. Rob, how you doing, man? Joining me, uh, basically taking the place of Ryan Horvat, who is still out with COVID, and I wish him the speediest and speediest of speediest recoveries. Now, again, I said this last week, and I will say it again, Rob. Is it funny that he has COVID? No. Wish him the speediest of recoveries in the world. Ryan Horvat is an incredible broadcaster and even better person, and I hope he gets healthy as quickly as possible. Is it funny that he broke his tooth on Friday? Absolutely not. That's horrific, and that sucks. No one likes breaking a tooth. I broke a tooth about two weeks ago, and I got very lucky I got it fixed immediately, Rob. Is it funny that he broke a tooth and cannot fix the tooth because he has COVID? Yes, a little. It is a little funny. I don't don't wish it upon him but if you can't if you cannot laugh at tragedies every once in a while then what 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 are we doing you know it's it's funny and and first off super happy to be here ryan get well soon buddy uh i have been there it sucks not a fan i have two (laughs) things out of that intro number one and this is a true story i am one and oh in professional wrestling with the generation x as my tag team partners the road dog jesse james the badass billy gun I have wrestled a professional wrestling match in a tag team with the two of them. That's my first part. Uh, Second part, true story last year. uh, And I blame this solely on the Dallas Cowboys. I was watching a Cowboys game at a bar one day and for zero explainable by medical science reasons, I passed out standing up. I took a face first nosedive onto a concrete floor and I busted off the bottom half of both of my front teeth. And because it happened on a on a on a Saturday night, I could not get them fixed until Monday. And so for two days, I talk like Mike Tyson. And it's the only time in the last two and a half years that I had to take a day off of radio. Uh, I feel that pain and Ryan will get zero jokes from me because of that. Uh, well, Ryan will get a ton of jokes from me because <laughs> I have lived through this. And quite frankly, I love Ryan Horvat to death and he deserves every one of these jokes because we got to keep each other humble. That's how we work. And Rob Brown, of course, you have been my co-host all season long for bet for the cycle that we have done with the hate and ass of hate and asses. That is Mario. Um, and it's so glad to have you here. Talk baseball right now. We got some great stories to talk about. In fact, I'm going to start with this one because to me, this has been a huge story. And that has been the NL Cy Young. Sandy Alcantara, seemingly this season out of nowhere, just having the best season in Major League Baseball. And I and I, I do mean this. He has been the best pitcher in Major League Baseball. And it's not just his numbers. You know what's the, you know what's the number that jumps out? And it, other people have said it, so I'm not saying something that's just magic that you're going to hear for the first time. But the innings pitched by Sandy Alcantara this season has been astronomical. He's got like 75 more innings than the closest guy to him because this guy pitches complete game after complete game deep into ball games. In fact, he's finished under seven innings this season in what is 23 starts, what, four times? He's a monster. And not only did he have his worst game of the season against the Los Angeles Dodgers, six days later, he faces the Los Angeles Dodgers again and has his best game of the year. Absolutely carves and shoves against Los Angeles. Complete game, 10 K's against the Dodgers. And again, not against the Dodgers, against this Dodgers, Rob Brown. We know the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. Sandy Alcantara made them look like they were nothing. This guy is your Cy Young Award winner. He could shut it down the rest of the season. He's the Cy Young Award winner, and there's no one even close. The only one that was close was Tony Gonsolin. And I said last week, if he doesn't pitch well against the Dodgers, Tony Gonsolin's six to one is going to shoot all the way to two to one. Well, 
that didn't happen. Sandy Alcantara shoved. He stayed at six to one. And you have some unfortunate news about Tony Gonsolin. Yes, indeed. Uh, the unfortunate news, first and foremost, is that when Cody Decker said that, uh, considering the fact that Alcantara's last performance against the Dodgers six days before his greatest performance of the year, also against the Dodgers, he got absolutely rocked for the mm -hmm. first and only time, it feels like. At that point, Tony Gonsolin was sitting at like plus 600, like right at six to one. Mm -hmm. And I decided what the heck, take a flyer, right? Because you're, you're effectively saying, I believe maybe the best offensive line in the history of baseball in the LA Dodgers can have a bounce back game against the guy they are familiar with because it wasn't six weeks ago. It was six days ago. They're familiar. They've seen his best stuff. They're going to be fine. Not only were they not fine, but Tony Gonsolin has now been placed on the IR with a strained forearm. I do not know how long that stay is going to be. <sighs> I do know that after the Alcantara frames against LA, he went from six to one to worse than seven to one. And I went ahead, took a flyer on that wasted money because yeah. like 48 hours later, he goes to the IR. He would have needed to be not stellar. He would have had to have been immaculate with multiple no-nos between now and the end of the year for a chance to maybe catch Sandy Alcantara. Then he goes on the IR. So, you know, if you, if you listen to us uh, two days ago, when we said maybe that's worth a flyer because Gonsolin's odds might get better. Mm -hmm. They might go shorter if he has a couple of great outings and Alcantara gets rocked by the Dodgers again. Neither of those things happen. In fact, it's worse. Uh, Gonsolin was on the board two hours ago at seven to one odds. Now likely going to be off of it. Your next best odds are Max Fried in Atlanta. We talked about him on the show Saturday as being mm -hmm. maybe the most underappreciated ace in Major League Baseball. No, right no, no, now. no. I'm, I'm going to say it. The most underappreciated ace in Major League Baseball. The most. I can't even. Can you think of anyone else that we are not talking about the way we don't talk about Max Freed? Hell, we don't even talk about Max Freed. He is the best pitcher, by the way, on that staff. We don't even talk about him like he is the best pitcher on that staff. All I hear is Spencer Strider every single day. Max Freed is the ace of that team. Oh, 100%. And in fact, it, it made me feel better that you said that Saturday and that you're saying it today. You know, I, I, I have made no secret. I'm a, I'm a lifelong Braves fan. And I always kind of feel weird talking bets. Like one of my rules when I'm gambling is I do not make bets on my own team. I just don't do it because no matter how hard you try, your heart will sometimes replace your brain, which is not a great thing when you're gambling. So I always wonder like, okay, am I homering it up a little bit? Am I letting mm -hmm. my Braves fandom rule the way that I'm betting so I don't touch that except Max Free, who I have leaned on quite a bit so far this year so to hear you call him the most underappreciated ace made me feel better as a gambler max freed is 18 to 1 right now yeah he has no chance of, he has no chance None. in hell of winning and the he's nl the second Cy Young. best pitcher in the nl right now and has no chance in hell at catching sandy you know what's amazing that tony gonsolin line that go back a little bit on that tony gonsolin stuff by the way we're, we're talking about tony gonsolin oh what he would have to do to catch up to sandy alcantara what else would he have? The guy's lost once. He's got an under two ERA. We're like, yeah, he's got virtually no chance. That's how good Sandy has been. Like, that's insane to me. The guy, not only has, and I've said this many, many times, not only has Tony Gonson only lost one game, in his 24 starts this year, the Dodgers have only lost one of those games. So it's automatic when Tony Gonson starts, the Dodgers win. Um, and he still, again, has no chance in hell. And you mentioned that about Max Freed. Also, I love that you mentioned about Max Freed because it's very easy to be a homer because you're an Atlanta fan. It's worse for me because I always hesitate to say not good things about Max. And it's not because Max isn't amazing. I've known Max since Max was in diapers. I've known Max since he was a little kid. I used to play with his older brother. When uh, Max was drafted by the Padres, he would live with me in spring training. I've known Max forever. So, like... I always want him like, okay, is Max really the best? Or am I just looking at my friend thinking he's the best? And then I look at the numbers like, nope, Max is the best. Max is definitely the best. And I always try to hold up because of my relationship with the guy. But the guy is unbelievable. And what, you talk about contracts. We've seen all these contracts that the Braves are rolling out. They're going to have to open up the wall with a little bit more for Max Freed, man. Yeah, but I mean, it would be a good move, right? Like yes, they it would. Michael Harris Jr. and Ronnie Acuna and Ozzy Albies and, and Matt Olson. And all these guys are locked up through 27 and 28. But, Max but no arms. Excellent. But none of the arms have been no, locked no, up. No, exactly right. And that's what I'm saying. 
of the contracts they have given out. And I've got their brave sense here in Greenville that are like, did we overpay Michael Harris Jr., right? Like he's having a really good stretch mm -hmm. as a first-year guy, but did we overpay him? And I think that's a very valid question to yes, ask. If there's a dollar amount, if there's a big dollar amount available, it's got to go to Max Freed. And, and there's still moves to be made in Alex we trust. Alex Anthopoulos is the mm -hmm. GM of the decade, in my opinion, for what he did last year. And the fact that if this Braves lineup stays good, they may be building maybe a baby dynasty right here. But Max Freed has got to get a contract before he comes up at the end of next season. And you need to add more arms on top of that because having those bats, especially you and I talked about this Saturday with how streaky those bats are for the Braves. I need to be able to rely on more than Spencer Strider and Max Freed. Mm -hmm. You know, Kyle Wright said some really good stretches too. Yes, he has. But I need some starting rotation help if this Braves dynasty offensively is going to jump up there and compete with LA for the next few years. I am just now realizing something. How just handsome now, I am? Literally no, 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 no. I, I agree with everything you said about Alex Anthopoulos. Um, probably GM of the decade as of late, especially this last two years. There is one thing I'm noticing. A lot of contracts being handed out. But good contracts. I've liked everyone. I do agree that maybe they may have overpaid on Michael, on Michael Harris Jr. a little early. But hey, you know what? Get that out of the way. Your entire offense has been churred up basically for the next eight years. Pretty incredible. They haven't allotted any of this money to any pitchers so actually now i'm starting to wonder is this by design do the braves have a developmental with their pitching that they think is good enough that they can maybe let some of these arms go is there a plan not to sign max freed uh, not to sign right not to sign strider and wear those guys out for the next couple of years and ship them out for their next crop of arms perhaps that is a thing that the braves have in mind because We've seen all these contracts and none of them are to pitchers and all of their good pitchers are under the age of 30. Strong possibility if you consider how much the Braves have leaned on the farm system this year. I mean, last year they went out and they got Jock and they they, they went out and added these guys uh, from other systems. This year they have, if you'll pardon the terrible pun, really bet on the farm. All the guys that are in the rotation now are all Braves guys. They came up through the Braves system. They've been raised by the Braves except the pitchers so far. I'll be real with you. I, I, I very, very loosely know the Gwinnett roster just down the road. I just barely know the Mississippi Braves roster just down the road. I haven't seen that. But then again, the Braves have been really good at keeping an outstanding farm system quiet until they elevate these guys up to the next level, in which case they've broken out like M Michael Harris Jr. So if you're a Braves fan, I... I Again, I don't know if I've gotten to the point where I would say Alex has unquestionable reign, mm -hmm. but I got no reason to believe that he doesn't have a plan in place for the bullpen unless he's just one guy that's going, we're all bats. Like we're all, we're going to win every series and it, all the scores are going to be 13 to 11 in every series, which maybe that's the case. I don't know, but I agree. I, it, Max Freed's got to get locked up. He's probably, I think Spencer Strider is earning his way there. Freed's the one guy in this rotation that you go, that guy's got to be signed now. Mm -hmm. Question is, how long of a contract do you offer Max Freed versus how long of a contract does Max Freed want before he's willing to sign back in Atlanta? Yeah. Um, you know what? Um, we got to talk about this because hate ass Mario is sitting in the background right now listening to us. And he put this in here specifically for himself. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and comment on it as you should, because John, uh, was it John Morosi that was on, uh, Parkinson Spiegel in Chicago the other day. He said he wouldn't be surprised if the Cubs traded for Otani this off season. And I know Mario heard that and just everything in his soul exploded with happiness and joy. Never in a million years is this happening this offseason. I don't know what anyone is talking about. Since when did the, did the Cubs develop a minor league system where they have what? Do they have 10 guys to send over to Anaheim for Otani? Because the answer is no. They have, they have uh, what's, what's the Pete Crow Armstrong, who's their top prospect. Outside of that, who are they sending? There is no one to send. No one. No one. Their best prospects are in the big leagues right now. In last place, practically. I mean, it's not like, what is anyone, Otani's not going anywhere until the trade deadline. I'm a little, oh yeah, Contreras for Otani straight up. Mario, I'm so worried about you. 
I'm so worried about you. The Cubs are not going to, can the Cubs get Otani in the free agent market? That I think they could do in the trade market. No, I don't think they have a chance. They need, they need to send, take what the Padres just sent for Juan Soto and times it by three. That's what it's going to take to get Otani. And the reason why I think that is because Perry Maniason, who is the GM of the Angels, is not a dummy. In fact, he, just for the last few years, came straight from where, Rob Brown? I'm going to go, he's been working with a guy named Alex. Yeah, down in some city called Atlanta, where we just finished talking about the GM of the decade. So something tells me Perry Maniason is not a dumb person and probably will do everything he can to get a King's ransom for Otani, as he should. The Cubs don't have a King's Ransom. They don't have a Ransom. You ever see the movie Ransom with, with, uh, with uh, what's his name? How am I blanking on? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. You ever see Ransom with Mel Gibson? It's not a good movie, but remember that Ransom? Yeah, that won't do it either. Nothing will do it. The Cubs don't have the capital to do that. They have the financial capital to sign him as a free agent. Absolutely. This team is worth, what, $3.5 billion roughly? Um they can absolutely afford him. The question is, are they going to pay him in a year and a half? And is Otani going to be healthy in a year and a half for him to get paid? I am inclined to believe yes. But do you think the Cubs would ever maybe sign him to a free agent deal? It's going to cost a lot, but, and I could see him playing in Chicago. I just can't see it happening as a trade. So two things. First off, also Renee Russo and Gary Sinise were in ransom. Just Oh my God, that's right. Gary Sinise was the villain. Yep. That is exactly correct. Wow, that was a bad movie. Uh, it was a bad movie. That's a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> I look, Cody Decker and I cannot do a show together where we don't devolve into random 90s action films, and yes. I am totally fine with that. Uh, the second thing, there's this phenomenon that happens in broadcasting. Now that broadcasting has, and I'm going to pull back the curtain and probably get myself in trouble for this, devolved into effectively what's the most clickbaity thing that I can say to then turn it into a clickbaity article to get people to clickbait to our station. Um, while you were while you were giving the soliloquy there, because I got curious, I just went ahead and Googled, could Cubs trade for Otani? Just to see what comes up. Uh, and all it is, is a bunch of Morosi says articles and that's it it's all morosi tells 610 and then it's all either a bunch of cubs fandom websites getting irrationally turned on by the idea and then a bunch <laughs> of other websites going cubs fans settle the blank down because it's not happening my dudes it, it's it's effectively one guy said one thing and then all the atmosphere was like oh i can I can get some clicks on this, either going, hey, Cubs fans, aren't you excited, even though it's not going to happen? Or, hey, Cubs fans, you guys are idiots. Click here to read all about why. And all spring from one comment, it's yeah. not happening. It's not there. The capital's not there. The players aren't there. It's just not happening. Your best bet is that you're going to get into a bidding war for a free agent show, Hey Otani. But I got news for you. There are some teams in Major League Baseball that do have the resources to make the trade for Otani, and he's too damn good to let hit the free agent market. Shohei Otani will not be a free agent market unless some team is willing to give the farm for a single year of Shohei, and I can't see that happening either. No. Your best bet if you're a Cubs fan is that that happens, he hits the free agent market, and all of a sudden you are willing to offer the biggest contract in baseball history. But if Shohei has said he wants to be on a winning team, there will be better teams than the Cubs that are willing to spend the same, if not amount, same if not more, uh, in order to get him. I, I could see Shohei Otani looking real good in a Cubs uniform. Yeah. Not happening. It's not uh, happening. Sorry, Chicago. I, I want him. I'm not going to lie to you. I would love it. Love it if he was a Cub. I, one, he would look good as a Cub. It could He could be a type of guy that could, like, reform that. It's very rare that you can get one player and kind of, like, put a new stamp on an organization. Because you, you can make the argument, well, he's on the Angels, and there's no stamp on the Angels, and they have Trout. True, but I would honestly say remove Otani and Trout from the Angels, and the Cubs are – better than the angels now that's that's not a compliment i i can't stress that enough that's it's not a compliment that's that's 
maybe an accidental dig. It's I, I love the Cubs and I want them to win. Could Otani help them? Yes, he gives them two immediate needs. An incredible left-handed bat with power and an incredible right-handed arm. And they do need some good arms on that team. But if you did add that arm, think about that. You're adding an arm to Smiley, who's having a pretty good year. Thompson, who's having a pretty good year. Stroman can kind of get back to his his kind of form next year. That's actually not that bad of a pitching staff. I do think they need more than that, obviously. But I mean, this is this. It would be a nice fit. Although, listen, let's not pretend that um, the Seattle Mariners do not have a connection to Japan. They a lot of Seattle, a lot of Jap- Japanese superstars have played in Seattle. I could definitely see that happening. The Dodgers, you know, they they would love to get their hands on Shohei Otani. The Yankees would love to get their hands on Shohei Otani. The Mets would love to get their hands on Shohei Otani. Those, what's the common thing about those three teams? None are afraid to pay at all. The Cubs have just as much money as every team I just said. They seem to be afraid to pay. And that's it, which because you are you are going to come on. Fair foul to say Shohei Otani is when he becomes a free if he slash when he becomes a free agent is going to command the biggest contract in the history of baseball. We have seen the contract Julio got. We saw the contract Trout got. We have seen him grow and grow and grow. Shohei Otani is going to get the biggest contract in baseball history. And for a team that is notoriously infamous for not willing not being willing to sign that type of contract, I don't know how it is that Cubs fans think, oh, our management will finally do that for one guy. I just I I I don't see the Cubs making the correct move. And it's not just him though. They have to they have to pay for him and like four other guys. Right. They're gonna need to pay money. And if there's one thing the Ricketts have shown this last couple of years, they don't really feel like paying money. Um now let's get off the Cubs for a second. Let's touch on this real quick. Rob Thompson, this is a yes or no question, and there's only one answer. Should the Phillies rehire him? Yes! Uh, and it yes. does not require thought. This is, there is no conversation. Why hasn't it happened yet? Yeah. Uh, Sammy Fold, GM of the Phillies, former teammate from Team Israel. Listen to me. Sign him. Sign him. Three more years. This guy has done an incredible job. You can't say he hasn't. This team is right now looking like they're going to make the playoffs and they lost Harper for half the season. And this is the worst defensive team I've ever seen on a field and they're going to make the playoffs. Um, yeah. Extend this guy. Rob Thompson's done an unbelievable job. Uh, but talking about the playoffs, who do you have more faith in making the playoffs Orioles or Brewers? Now here's the thing. Both of these teams on the outside looking in of a wild card spot. I have my theory on who I have more trust in. But the reason has nothing to do with either of the teams I just said. Can I guess? Yes. Orioles make it because the Rays and Jays both fall apart and they sneak in as the last wildcard team with a very average and pedestrian end of the season. So close. So close. Ah. So close. So close. That reasoning, only San Diego Padres. I'm worried about the Padres. The vibes are wrong. The team is not looking good. They, 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 what, split to the Nationals. I mean, they finally started turning it on the other day, but they just lost 15 to seven yesterday to the Royals. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit on Saturday on America's greatest baseball gambling show that ever was or will be bet for the cycle. Uh, there is something about mentality, right? Like you can, baseball is really interesting to me, especially when you get into the gambling aspect of it, because there is so much you can learn on numbers. And I'm talking down to the spin rate of the baseball versus a guy with a certain barrel rate. I mean, you can plug the most random and ridiculous stats in and actually come up uh, with results. But the one thing that you cannot quantify, and Cody Decker can certainly attest to this as an athlete better than me, but as somebody who's been covering athletes for 15, 17 years now, there is something that can happen in the psyche of a player. And even though you've added Soto and Bell to this roster, this Padres dugout, I genuinely believe, was getting by with, we're getting Fernando Tatis Jr. back. We are getting him back. And when we put that bat in the lineup, especially when you add it to a lineup with Soto and Bell in it, we're going to explode. We're, we are going to be a team that can run down the Dodgers or at least make them afraid to see us in the NL. And then a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, out of left field comes the news that Fernando Tatis Jr. is no longer coming back to the Padres. Fernando Tatis Jr. is no longer going to be a member of this team. Don't tell me 
especially with the with the heavyweight quotes we were getting from Clevenger and Machado and these guys that weren't just saying we'll be okay without him. But when Manny Machado says he was not a part of this team, that's an insult, my guy. That's an absolute attack. The mentality of this team changed. Something about this team changed. They should be. If I'm the manager, I'm looking at them going, guys, we got Soto and Bell. That's going to make up the numbers we lost from Fernando. Go out there and do the damn thing. But that team, I genuinely think, thought the whole time that they had the best Hawkeye trick arrow left in the bag to pull and shoot as they got mm-hmm. to the end of the season. And they just reach back there and there's no arrows left in the quip. And now they're staring down the bad guy with nothing left to fight with. It did a number to the psyche of this team. And I have just hit my quota one Marvel reference per show, Cody Decker. You're welcome. Okay, well, th- here's what happened. When, when Hawkeye was without that trick arrow over there in Milwaukee, Green Arrow sitting there with the trick arrow that oh. Hawkeye was looking for. I'm a DC guy. We Take have, that, Marvel. We have crossed the streams, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we have crossed the streams. Only with Cody Decker and Rob Brown, baby. Only here can you get the best and best of Marvel and DC commentary towards your Major League Baseball gambling action. All right, man, let's take a look at some of these games that are starting today and any props that you might like today. Let's start with the Cardinals versus the Reds. Obviously, there is no value on the money line for the Cardinals at minus 225. Here's my thing, though. Miles Michaelis on the mound. He's got a 3-3-5. How is he 10-10? and Um... I genuinely don't know. He's Uh, having a good year. He's having a good year. We've talked about him a number of times on Saturdays. It's uh, it's interesting to me because on Saturday, we asked the question, what Major League Baseball team would you least like to see across the diamond from you right now? Mm -hmm. And on Saturday, I was all in on the Atlanta Braves. Their pitchers are heated up. The bats are, are, are rocking right now. It's the Braves. And then the Cardinals thoroughly defeat the Braves in back-to-back games and they did it with the bats and were giving run support to guys that they really had not been the last couple of weeks so uh, and I'm I'm trying to remember the last couple of Michaelis appearances off the top of my head but I almost have to assume he just wasn't getting run support and was being handed decisions for L's that he didn't necessarily deserve but the guys hit the ball well the last couple of days and uh I had to tell you, Cardinals on the run line is the way to go easy today. And I'm also throwing some change on the over nine and a half in this one. Yeah, the Cardinals are playing the best baseball of the year. And they picked a damn fine good time to do it to take those back two against the Braves on Saturday and Sunday. Because you have now showed that you can compete with what we thought on Saturday was at least the third best team in the National League. I really like the Cardinals today for pretty much any offensive stat you want to give me. Cardinals are looking real good. In fact, I'm going to take a look at them on the alternate run line at plus 105. Yesterday, you talk about that week last weekend really showing you something. It was yesterday's game that really showed me something. It was that Sunday game. Minter was on there and looked pretty good. And Minter Cade with two runners on and nobody out. Kay's Goldschmidt. Kay's Arenado. So everyone's sitting there like, oh man, he's getting out of this. Tyler O'Neill with a obliterated center field shot i mean this team is frightening there is there is nowhere to breathe i thought there was somewhere to breathe and i remembered oh wait a second i played a lot against tyler o'neill if tyler o'neill makes contact the ball goes very far and (laughs) there it was tyler o'neill but i am looking at the cardinals today over uh plus 105 on the alternate run line against the reds reds got a guy named anderson on the mound doesn't even have any stats i'm assuming he's making his major league debut Good luck to them. It's awesome to see guys make their major league debut. It sucks to see them make their major league debut against this offense and the way they're currently swinging the bat. Dodgers Marlins. Well, these, this line is probably thoroughly changed in the last 30 minutes because it was supposed to be Tony Gonsolin versus Pablo Lopez, which is a pitching matchup I very much wanted to see. Um, I'm still going to jump on the Dodgers. I don't care who's pitching for the Dodgers. It would have been automatic with Tony Gonsolin on the mound. I would have looked at the Dodgers on the run line, obviously, but it doesn't matter if he's not on the mound. I'm still going to look at the Dodgers on the run line because the Dodgers on the run line is like one of the most po- profitable things in the world. The only problem is the Dodgers the way it was written was minus 140 on the run line. But now with Gonsolin out, or do we have some new numbers on that?
Do, do, oh, oh! I you just remained so still for so long. I thought your computer had frozen. I'm no, no, I, I, I. That was a question, and I stared at you, and then you stared at me. I'm like, he's gonna talk any second, but I'm gonna hold this as long as it takes. You went. So I genuinely panicked and thought that you had frozen. I'm like, oh, did I freeze? Did he freeze? Did I break something? Uh, <laughs> no. I, as a matter of fact, I was looking at this game earlier. Uh, Dodgers sitting on the run line is minus 105. And I am going to, for the second game in a row, actually walk this up to the alternate run line here. Uh, and I'm going to walk it up to the alternate run line, both because the Dodgers are very good. Yes. And because Miami has just come off of a 24 game streak where they scored four runs or fewer. And the majority of those were three games or fewer uh, it, the streak with two four-run games could have actually gone down to that same streak of three games or fewer. I suspect that the LA Dodgers should be able to put up five runs on this game and be just fine. I'm actually going to walk the alternate run lineup for the Dodgers on this one as well. Uh, and and hate Nas Mario just put it in the stream, and I got to give her credit. They are covering the run line just against anybody, covering the run line two out of every three games at this point. Find me any bet in any sport anywhere that you are hitting on a 66% success rate. The Dodgers are going to help me retire early with the run that they're on right now. And I appreciate it. You ready for this insane stat? They're already just in general on the run line. Forget about everything else. Just the run line. They're at over 63%. And as Mario just put it, after a win, the Dodgers cover the run line even better at 65.1%. This is the best team ever. <laughs> this yeah. team is too good. Yeah. Like, it's 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 almost unfair in that two-thirds of the time the run line hits. And second off, I'll be real. I don't understand how this team has 38 losses. Like, really. Like, that's the stat that blows my mind is, how have they lost 38 games? 38? I don't understand. In their last 50, they've lost nine. Yeah. <laughs> they've lost nine games in their last 50 Dude, if this team doesn't win the World Series, it's a failure. I don't know what else to say. This is the best team in baseball, and and I'm sorry. I know we don't. I know everyone outside of LA hates the Dodgers. They're the best team by far, like by far, the best team. And that's with the Mets with Scherzer and Degrom. That's with the Braves. That's with the Yankees and the Astros. The Dodgers really are that good. They are. They are. I, I, in fact, I got into a fight about two weeks ago on my show here in Greenville, South Carolina, with a Braves fan uh, because I said not only are the Dodgers the best team in baseball, I think the Dodgers genuinely might be the best team ever in baseball. Like, I really believe this team might be the best collection of baseball talent they're ever. They're not even assembled. completely healthy. Like, that's no, the other not. thing. No, they're not. They've had guys banged up. Uh, this team is going to win 110 minimum. And I had a guy call and go, oh, Rob, it's, you know, it's too early. Like, they've only won six more than the Mets. And I'm going, I don't think you understand. This is a historic Mets team, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is one of the best Mets team of all time. And the Dodgers are outpacing them, not fully healthy, uh, with injuries. Like, this Dodgers They don't have a bullpen. Their yeah. bullpen is on the IL, and they still don't lose. And not to mention that, their closer is arguably the shakiest closer in the game in that Kimbrel's likely no longer going to close for the team. And they're still that good. And I, they're like, still. It's the, the the fact that taking 38 L's through, what, 120-ish games at this point, 130-ish games at this point, and the fact that I am stunned that a team has 38 losses because there's no way they should have lost 38 at this point. I, again, I, I've never seen an offense that looks this good. Yeah. Uh, and there's other good teams. You mentioned the Mets, the Braves, the, the Yankees, the Astros. These are all some of the genuinely, and, and, and I hope I'm not succumbing to recency bias here. These are some of the, base, the best baseball playing teams I have seen in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And the Dodgers are outpacing all of them. And by the way, it doesn't even look like they're like really pushing, right? There's they no... look like they're bored. Yeah, that's it. That's it. They look like they are just kind of, eh, guys, it's game day. You know what I mean? Let's, let's go have some fun. We'll go grab some chicken wings and a beer yeah. on the way. Like they Which I agree. Like they're fun. 
which I agree with everyone else. Now, because now, now I get it. Now I get why everybody hates the Dodgers. It's not that they're good. It's that they're this good, and it looks like they're not even trying. It's It's got to be infuriating for any fan of any team. Dodgers coming into town, and they sleepwalk putting up 10 runs and, you know, one hit ball. Like, it's like it's nothing. They're just, oh, they're a fun team. I, 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 If they don't win the World Series, it is a failure on the Dodgers' part. But, again, it seems like this team every year is just built to win 110 and then get knocked out by a team that is not as good as them in October. What team left in the National League, what team's got the best shot to go into L.A. and knock this team out of the playoffs and ruin it? That's the worst part. Would you be surprised by anybody? Because the answer is any of them. The Mets could do it. The Braves can do it. And the Cardinals can do it. It's just who's going to be hot at the right time, man. Yep, that's it. Uh, You know, look. The Braves last year were in a similar spot. And then I think when they went into the playoffs and got drawn up into the Dodgers series, they basically got written off, right? Like mm-hmm. I got a buddy of mine who who lives here. Uh, who put, oh, like, I, I, I gave them virtually no chance. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I think most people did. I got, a, I got a buddy who tried to talk me into just putting a hundo down on the Braves to beat the Dodgers and he threw another hundo on the Braves to win the world series. Suffice to say he bought the beers the night that the Braves collapsed the world series and won the thing. Um, I looked at that Braves Dodgers series in a Braves hat and Jersey and went, no, nah, I can't do it. I, I can't put money on that. It's, it's not, it's, they're just not there. And then the Dodgers just for whatever reason, couldn't find the baseball late against the Braves. It, it just kind of stopped. That could be the reality for them again, this postseason. Mm-hmm. I ain't banking on it. Me neither. All right, man. Let's look at some of the other games. Hey, Cubs versus Blue Jays. I know on paper we're supposed to say the Blue Jays are going to obliterate them, but the Blue Jays just got swept by the Angels. I'm going to say this one more time. The Blue Jays just got swept by the Angels at home. The Angels, the Anaheim Angels, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, the California Angels, those Angels, this Angels, the Angels that we have been making fun of nonstop swept the Blue Jays at home. I'm taking the Cubs at plus 190 on the money line. Asas is pitching. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. Don't care. No stats. Major League debut. I am fading the hell out of the Blue Jays until the Blue Jays wake up. Yeah, I I, kind of feel like we're in a spot. I I made some money courtesy of the Yankees there for a little while because I said this team's really good. This team's got an exceptional lineup. This team's got great pitching. And until they start using it, I'm going to fade them a lot. And it made me some money. Before everybody jumps all over me and says, what are you talking about, Cody? I didn't say take out a second mortgage of your home and bet the Cubs. <laughs> Maybe five bucks, ten bucks. It's almost two to one. It seems like a nice little payout uh, for a nice letdown spot for the Blue Jays. But I'm not saying maybe, like, don't put a thousand down on it. I wouldn't do that. Here's, uh, he- here is here is one thing I will keep it on. Because I actually, I actually agree with you. We talked about, we talked about how hard do you try to read the temperature of the room, right? Like you and I both have talked a lot about in 10 games, they are blank in 14 games. They are blank. I think that's important though. A hundred percent. It's important. I I agree with you entirely. Uh, If we are doing that here for a pitcher, the blue Jays have actually been at their best when Barrios is on the Hill, right? Like they have been at their best when Barrios is at the Hill. He's got Uh, five, three though. I, well, no, I don't disagree, but I think a lot of that has been, again, bad run support. The Jays have won 18 of his 25, including eight of the last 10, which means that they've been best when Barrios is on the hill and been best when Barrios has been on the hill as of late. I don't like this game. I, I, I get where you're coming from. I'm not talking you off of that bet, but I'm not joining you on it. I don't, I don't, I don't uh, entirely disagree with you. I'm freely admitting that this is an underdog spot. That could be a letdown spot, which is why I'm putting a sprinkle on it. I'm not I'm not going all in and putting my life and reputation on this game. I'm putting five bucks on this game. Well, it's a good thing because you've worked <laughs> with me all baseball season long. Your reputation is already shot. Sorry, pal. That's not true. My reputation is through the roof, my friend. <laughs> through the roof. Uh, Red Sox, Twins. Twins just had a pretty good series against the Giants. Um, they are favored at home, minus 145. I don't feel comfortable putting this team on a run line bet. I just don't. Uh, and the Red Sox, you know how they can be. They're a 500 team this year. They can, you know, they can go out there and get no hit by Dylan Bundy, or they can go out and put 10 runs on him in the first inning. So this is just kind of a stay away ball game for me. 
Yeah, uh, you know what other Red Sox game is a stay away ball game for me? All of them. Just all of them. <laughs> Every one of them is a stay away ball pin. Uh, for those of you who have not been listening on Saturday's One to Five to Bet for the Cycle, first off, shame on you. What are you doing with your life? Second off, Mistake. you know uh, that we have a Sox problem, Cody Decker and I, because Cody Decker keeps falling into the White Sox trap. I yep. have kept falling into the Red Sox trap. It has cost me as much money on that team as I've won with any other team. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm done with you, Boston. You have broken my heart enough. There is zero excuses that you are a sub-500 team. Not a single one. There are zero excuses that you are terrible on the run line, terrible on the money line, terrible for my wallet. I hate you, Boston. Be better. Yep, and I feel the same way about the South Side. Uh, thank God there is no White Sox game today, so I will not put a bet on them uh, for them to once again uh, hurt me and harm me like they have all season long. Because uh, here's the thing. I keep coming back. They keep getting me to come back. I don't know. I know better. That's the worst part. I absolutely know better. But I want them to win. It's You know what it is? It's because preseason, I picked them to win the AL pennant. That's what I picked. And I wasn't alone in that. And it's driving me, it's more, it's stubbornness. I want to be right more than anything else. It has nothing to do with this team. It has everything to do with me. I'm a selfish bastard. I want to be right. And the White Sox are making me not right. And I don't appreciate it. And it's somehow costing me more money. God, the socks! All socks in baseball this year is the worst. I hate socks. I uh, I have been wearing flip flops to work for the last week in protest of all the socks. I uh, I do. I I have to tell you, I thought about this uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, because we talked about this on the show Saturday, and I got to thinking about it. Uh, About week two of the season, you asked me if I believe the White Sox were a threat for the AL a threat for the World Series. And I said no. And you and Hayden Ass Mario both were like aghast. I couldn't believe what you I were saying. No. I was nauseated by you. I remember that. Uh, I and you. I would like to say two things. <laughs> I was right. But I was right for a bunch of really dumb reasons that I did not know would be the reasons that I was right. I truly thought, truly thought talent on this team would win out. And I should have known better. Because they were giving me San Diego Padre 2015 vibes. And that's what they are. And I hate my life so much. Because I want this team to... This team has no business being this bad. This team... uh, Do they have a single guy with home runs over 15? Because I believe the answer is no. This This is a singles team. That has Jose Abreu, Jimenez, Tim Anderson... So, so let me let me ask a genuine question. This is honestly Rob Brown, the journalist slash radio guy who gets the opportunity to talk to a guy who knows the inside of the game. Uh, does there come a point in the mentality of a baseball player, whether it's Abreu or Anderson or whoever else on that team, does there come a point where mentally you go, you know what? I'm just going to save myself, right? I'm just going to save my body. I'm just going to save the effort. I'm gonna I'm gonna not have this be tacked on to the end of my career because this management from the manager to the front office is so bad. I'm just not going to overextend myself. It feels to me like there, there, there came a point somewhere because I like three weeks ago, I'm like, this, this, this team's going to finally fire LaRusa. This team's going to finally get a guy in there. Who's going to do what Thompson did in Philly and spur the, the, and then they didn't do any of that. Does there come a point if you're in, you're on the South side wearing black, that you go, you know what? I'm just going to take it easy because no one gives a damn anymore and I'm over it. I can't imagine. In my in my experience, I don't think I played with guys like that. I don't think. Um, you know, I, I did play on that 2015 Padre team that had a lot of those superstars that I did think were very over it at the end of the season. But I don't think they actively made the choice to be like, oh, I got to shut it down. Because quite frankly, those players probably need to sign. A lot of these players on the White Sox, are not going to be on the White Sox forever. So they need to kind of put together some numbers to make themselves valuable elsewhere. And there's not a single guy on that team that isn't valuable. That's the worst part. A.J. Pollock is a very good baseball player. Uh, Tim Anders, every single guy, Harrison, like they, they got guys that can flat out play and help a team win. They're just, they're just not winning. And something needs to change. And it should have changed months ago. And the fact that it didn't is all you need to know. 
We got the Yankees versus the Angels. Montas versus Suarez. Uh, Yankees, run line, minus 115. In fact, I'm going to look at an Aaron Judge prop because Aaron Judge is back to being Aaron Judge again. Uh, probably over one and a half total bases. Uh, maybe multiple hit game. I wouldn't be surprised by that. The Angels are probably feeling a little too good about themselves because they just swept somebody. And now the Yankees are going to come in and beat them by 30 runs on the weekend. Just uh, just, just to be sure. And, and, and I have been, by the way, I think the only one recently that has been trying to talk Yankees fans off of the ledge recently um, this is the Yankees team that just got their asses handed to by the A's, right? Like, that's the same team we're talking Hold about. Hold on. W- one game. One game. They lost right. a game. They didn't, they didn't right. get their asses handed to them. They, they won they, the night before. They split the series. They beat Sears, by the way, 3-2, to two, and that was a big win. I get it. They're the A's, but Sears has got, like, a one ERA in six starts. Like, that was a game they needed to win, and they did. I um, I don't know, man. I, I as a guy who's been trying to keep the Yankees fans chill, they're fine. I I I I they're gonna be fine. Long term, they're gonna be fine. They are gonna have the second best record in the AL. Who's, who, who's in second place? Who's in second place in the AL East? Toronto, as of right now. And what did Toronto do this last weekend? Also sucked a lot. Yeah, so I think yeah. everybody's fine. Every, occasionally, we hit some lulls. It happens. Oh, no, no, no. Listen, l- let me let me let me be abundantly clear. Oh, by the way, Mario's right. The Rays have now jumped into second place in that division. That I'd be worried about. That 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 uh, I that, that I would be worried about. They are seven and a half games. <laughs> the Yankees are fine in the division. I'm not yes. arguing the Yankees aren't going to win the AL East. They are. I'm not going to argue the Yankees aren't going to be the two seed in the playoffs. That's the worst they'll be. I'm not giving up on them having a chance to catch the Astros down the line. I'm saying right now for the purposes of gambling on today's game, I'm waiting. I'm waiting until they wake back up. Uh, they, they had a little run there that they could, it was like a false spring in the South. Like right. every spring we have this moment where it's really cold and then it gets really nice and everybody puts the winter clothes away. And then the next week it's like 12 again and we all hate it and we're all mad at it. Right. That's what the Yankees just did to me. Real springs coming and they're going to be fine. But for the purposes of today's game, I can't do it yet. I really can't. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Uh, Phillies, D-backs, Suarez, Gallon. By the way, Gallon, Zach Gallon has been having a good year, man. He's got a 2-6-6 ERA. He's 9-2. I mean, on the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks, by the way, a better team than we've given them credit for. They are in a tough division. They have uh, beaten up on some teams. In fact, they just swept the White Sox and their social media department. Give everyone in the Diamondback social media department a raise because they put out a tweet that just said they're the height socks this week because we took all their W's. I, I, need to know. <laughs> I have been sitting here since uh, we had our White Sox decision uh, debate a few minutes ago. I have been sitting here the whole time waiting to break that tweet out until we got here. I'm just glad it made it into the show yep. because that my chef's kiss was absolutely spectacular from them. Beautiful, beautiful moment. They are playing at home. What do you think? Gallon on the mound? I mean, if there was a time to take a take a flyer out on the D-backs at plus 150 on the money line, I would say this is the game to do it. I don't hate it. Um, I don't love it, though, either. I don't like, love I don't. it, but I, I do like Dude, I really like it. It's only because of Zach Gallon. If it wasn't for Zach Gallon on the mound, I wouldn't go anywhere near this line. And their bullpen is not good in Arizona. But if Zal- if Gallon can go deep enough, you know, plus 150 might be worth a little sprinkle. Uh, like I said, I, I, I'm just so back up in the air about it. By the way, uh, and, 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 and apologize for, for uh, stepping here, I've got Mad Bum going for the D-backs tonight. Oh, do you I, really? Yeah. I've, Mario, I've, what do you got? Do we got Mad Bum tonight? I, yeah, I've got uh, the two. The two I just looked at have Madison Bumgarner going tonight. Oh, which, if, if, if that's is, the case, I'm not taking the Diamondbacks. No, not only if that. If it is Mad Bum, and I'm 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 gonna look and try. Yeah, it's it's Mad Bum tonight. It's Mad Bum. Oh, yeah. staying away from this. I, I'm I'm gonna take the Phillies on the run line now. <laughs> there it is. Okay, that, and that's why because I'm sitting here looking at it and I'm like, oh, if it's Gallon, I'm changing my mind. But I had Mad Bum down, and if it's Mad Bum, I'm absolutely going Phillies on the run line. One hundred percent. Because Mad Bum ain't Mad Bum. He's just Madison now with his four five three ERA and a six and thirteen record. Phillies on the run line tonight. Yeah. 
Yep. In fact, I'm going to uh, now I'm going to look up some Harper stats because Harper, I believe, has some pretty good stats against Mad Bum. I got to double check that. But if I remember correctly, that was a left on left matchup that has not been good for Mad Bum. Um, hey, Padres, Giants, Padres on the road in San Francisco. They still have one of the wild card spots. They are in serious danger of losing that wild card spot. They are not favored against the Giants. They're facing Carlos Rodon. And I think that is correct. I'm going to take the Giants on the run money line tonight, minus 135. Uh, yeah, I'm actually right there with you. Rodon has been phenomenal, 12-6, and 281 ERA, which has him inside the top 10 in the National League. In fact, when we so were talking Cy Young earlier, uh, Rodon's one of the top four, I think, behind Freed. Somehow Corbin is in there as well. Still. And he's throwing tonight, by the way. And yeah. but he's but I believe they're playing the Pirates, so obviously there's no value anywhere to be found. So just yeah. that was a stay away game for me. No, I I, I agree. Um, I, I don't I don't know, man. I, I I don't I don't really have a strong feel about this game either way. I may take I may take the under because Rodon is throwing, and I think it sit at seven and a half last I saw. I might play an under bet here, but uh, I, I I don't have a I don't have a lean Padres Giants either way. Well, that's it for today, but you know what? Throughout the rest of the week, of course, we're going to have the White Sox playing, and I'm going to be fading them. But uh, actual series I care about that if you told me three months ago I would have cared about in September, I would have thought you were nuts. Orioles, Guardians, I am all over. You ready? You ready? You ready? The best team in the American League Central, Guardians. I think I'm going to be jumping on the Guardians this week, man, against the Orioles. And the Orioles ain't no slouches right now. I look, you're, you're talking about two teams with effectively an even record. One a division leader, one fourth in the division, but they are only a game. How about the Orioles only being a game back of the Blue Jays, just like we all predicted they would be at the beginning we, of the year? We knew it. We knew, we knew it. it. We knew it. it. Not a, oh, we were the only ones that yeah. knew it. Yeah, yeah, we said it. You can look it up somewhere. There's somewhere something. In April, where we said nice things about the Orioles. Absolutely. Yeah. Cody definitely did not take out a bet that brings me to Baltimore saying the Orioles won't be in the playoffs for the next three years because they're overrated and badly run. Time, 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 time. Stop, stop pretending you have won a bet on a team that is currently a game and a half out of a wild card spot. A game and a half? It's the O's, baby. We all feel the power of the O. Give me the big O, Baltimore. I'm not going to lie to you. I would love to lose this bet, and I'd love to lose this bet this year. I would love to see the Orioles in October. I really would, man. I I love a surprise like that. And can you imagine if a surprise like that got in and just wreaked havoc and started knocking out all these 100-win teams? Dude, injected into my veins twice. Yep. Yep. I, I, I have genuinely enjoyed watching the Baltimore Orioles, uh, mainly because – I have enjoyed watching them torment the Boston Red Sox fans <laughs> predominantly. Yes. They're yes. Uh, they're relentless, and I am here for it. Uh, well, guys, this has been an incredible hour. We meant to do 30 minutes, and we gave you an hour. Why? Because we are unprofessional broadcast professionals. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been an incredible BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. You can find me on Twitter, at Decker6, and on Instagram, Antihero Baseball. Follow me and see whatever I'm up to, which, by the way, is a surprisingly amount of things. So stay tuned. Uh, Rob Brown, more importantly, where can people find you, the great broadcaster that you are? Absolutely. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Rob Brown Show, at the Rob Brown Show. If you'd like to check out more of all of my excellent broadcasting work, you can do it on the podcast at the Rob Brown Show on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, wherever major podcasts are found. Or just go to our website, thefanupstate.com, thefanupstate.com. Every show every day is posted there. Or just find me making a bunch of money in a bar somewhere tonight. I like it. I like it. And guys, most importantly, like you just said, like, share, and subscribe to BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And of course, on the Odyssey app, that is going to be it for us this week. We'll be back at the end of the week to get you ready for your weekend slate of games. Cody Decker, Rob Brown, BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. All right. Beat it. Later.